Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, Thunder fans? It's your boy, Dylan, at Thunder Chess, and I'm here to tell you that part of the Believe Podcast Network, we are also partnered with the one, the only, Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use your promo code BELIEVE, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger at Thunder Chats. Uh, we are part of the Believe Podcast Network, and it's just me today for the Top of Thunder crew. But I'm not alone. I got somebody very important and special to continue our draft coverage this week. So without further ado, joining us today is a man who is a free thinker. If you were to look at his big board, you would see many familiar names and unfamiliar places compared to the consensus. He's a man who battles group thinking, claps back at baseless draft Twitter takes. He's the owner of CrashingHoops.com, an avid Atlanta Hawks fan, and actively campaigning for ESPN to let Rashad Phillips take Mike Schmidt's place. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to fill the raft as we welcome at hat Hawks draft nerd, Simon Raft. What up, man? How's it going? Hey man, I'm I'm just excited to you know get on here and you know talk some talk some draft with you because like I said, man, like I, you know, obviously I looked at your big board, you know, whenever I reached out to you, but I you know went back and looked as I was preparing for the pod, and I, I I'm excited to get into it because you got different opinions, and you know I appreciate that because you know when you get talking draft, everybody kind of has you know the same you know big three um, as everybody's yeah. been calling it, and you don't, so I'm I'm excited to get into that. But before we do that. You know, whenever we have a new guest, I always like to kind of ask a few background questions just to, you know, kind of let the uh, the listeners kind of, you know, who know who's on the other side of the microphone. So I'm just going to ask you, man, how, you know, your name's at Hawks Draft Nerd. So how, how'd you become a Hawks fan? So I actually, I actually didn't watch the Hawks too much until they actually started to do the rebuild. Mm. So, I mean, I the vaguely kind of watch them but I don't know I've just always been obsessed with the 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 real the rebuilding I've always been obsessed with the draft so I mean that's basically how I got into them 
Okay, I, I got it. Well, you know, uh, something to ask anybody that comes on for the draft coverage, you know, obviously we're bringing you guys on for a reason to talk about like your talent evaluating. So you talk about how you actually became a Hawks fan, you know, when it hit the rebuild when because you, you were so into the draft and talent evaluating. So how did you get into that? So I've actually always been into the NFL draft. Okay. And I've, I think I'm going on like 20 years straight of the watching every single pick. So once, yeah, I love the draft. So once, once the Hawks got bad, I just thought I should just get to know the prospects. And that was, so I started in about, I I think was the 2019 class. Mm -hmm. And it just, the, after that, I just, I've just always been obsessed with the NBA draft. All right, man. I like it. So that was 2019 class. That was after Trey on DeAndre Hunter year, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. that was 2018. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, 2019 was Hunter and Cam Reddish. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Okay, so yeah. No, that's I, cool. That was a good draft to get into because I think at one point, didn't you guys have um... – I know the Pelicans, they had five first-round picks uh, right before yep. the draft, and then they traded with you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, man, that, that's awesome. So, um, man, every pick in the NFL draft for 20 years is, like, bonkers. Oh, <laughs> dude, I used to uh, go on to a forum called um, – it was called Draft Countdown mm-hmm. back in the day, and I would just stay on that all day long during during like school just i was just the constantly on that all day i loved it that's crazy man like i yeah i like i watched you know day one obviously and then like after that like i keep updates on my phone but mm-hmm. man that's that's dedication who's, who's your nfl <laughs> team uh do you have the you yeah the falcons okay yeah well, that makes sense yeah. all right so are you from the atlanta area the georgia area yep. or Yep. All right. It all makes sense. All the dots are connected in my head. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of thunder before we get into the draft. So, you know, I always ask our guests. You know, you you've been evaluating prospects for a little bit. Um, probably not Shay at that point because you know, as you said, 2019. But last yeah. year, you know, we have four draft picks, and a lot of Thunder fans really feel like Presty knocked it out of the park. Um, uh, what was your evaluation of our four draft picks kind of before the draft? Uh, and how do you feel about them now? So I was not exactly enthused, enthused about the Getty pick. Yeah. I mean, I like them. either. <laughs> yeah. So I liked them, but I was dead set on them getting book night. I thought that was just the lock. And when they didn't, I was just kind of like, you know, like in shock, but he's definitely been so much better than the, what I could have expected. And the Trey man, I loved him. I think I had him, I had him a, like, I think it was around 15 to like the 20 range. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that range. Pick. Yep. That's fair. And uh, how'd you feel about uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl? I, I know Aaron Wiggins, you know, was kind of down the draft board, but uh, you know, there were some people that had J Rob uh, lottery grades and late first round. Yeah, I think 
I think I had him in like the early second round range. I liked him. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like think he would have some like the superstar upside, but you know, I yeah. liked him. I thought that like he was going to be a good the piece to like the build the the width. So yeah, I liked him. Okay. Uh, before we get into the next question, if I was to ask you to just collectively like give Krusty's uh, draft last year a grade based on what we've seen this year, uh, what, what would you give him? Uh, I think, I think probably a A, I would think. Yeah. I like it. I don't exactly think, like, I don't exactly know the argument against that. Yeah, that's fair. Obviously, you know, there's, as good as J-Rob was, everybody's like, well, we could have had Herb Jones there. And, you know, I guess oh, yeah. with Giddy, like, you know, uh, Franz ended up being a better player um, this year anyways. You know, obviously Giddy was injured, but, you know, Franz was the first team all rookie. He theoretically fits better with Shea. So hindsight's twenty twenty on that, but I feel like yeah. for, you know, the picks that we made, but, yeah, we're, we're all feeling really good about last year's draft. Mm-hmm. But hey, what you know, we feel really good about this year's draft as well. You know, as as you probably know, we got number two in the lottery. Yes. Luck finally hit us. Um, you know, before the lottery, I was asking our guests to kind of lay out our top eight. So that was the farthest we fall. But hey, at two, that's where we're at. So I'm not just gonna ask you to give your top two. I, I want to ask just starting off to give me your top five on your big board. So my top five would be I would have the tier one would be Jaden Ivy, and I would have Jabari. And then tier two, it would be Paulo, AJ, and I would have Chet in that, that tier. All right. See, I like it just right off the bat, like just 100% different. And what we're going to get into that as we go on, I'm sure. But um, yep. so starting off, you know, Magic, we'll start at the top. They won the lottery. They got the number one pick. Um, you hear a lot of the mainstream media saying that's going to be Jabari. Uh, I, a lot of like, you know, people around the Orlando area feel like it's going to be Chet. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to really know what's going to happen to a draft day. If it was you and you were in charge of Orlando Magic, who would you take at number one? Uh, if I were in charge, I would probably pick Jabari mm-hmm. or I would pick Jaden Ivey personally. Gotcha. Yeah, completely understand. I, I thought the Ivy thing was coming. There's a lot of Magic fans that I, I don't know. They, they don't feel like they should pass up on the big guys, obviously. But I, I guess they they feel more comfortable with their guards than the rest of the league does. Yeah, yeah. That's like that. Like so, all I've they heard is like just everyone they says, oh, they got to go the BPA, and in my so the, my thing is, I don't exactly see any guards that are the good enough to stop you from the getting Jaden Ivy. Yeah. Like the Cole Anthony, he's good, but you know I like him. I like him off the bench. Suggs mm-hmm. can just the play there the with Ivy, and Fultz is good, but I mean he's basically he played like what 25 games in the last two years yeah so i don't i mean i don't know yep no i I, I just yeah i I completely agree with you man like i mean it's you know it's 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 an interesting thought exercise to talk about it because like 
whenever we was doing like lottery sims, like before the lottery was set, anytime the magic, it got to the magic and really it was after like pick two, I would mm-hmm. always like say like, yeah, I, I think Ivy would fit good with the magic. You know, they got window Carter Jr. They got Franz Wagner, you know, re-sign Obamba. And, you know, I'm not saying Bamba's your piece for the future, but I mean, I think you have like a group that fits play slugs alongside of yeah. them, but yeah, I mean, everybody wants to go big, and, you know, I, I completely understand. But, you know, going back to the Thunder, you know, let's say – let's just say that they take Jabari because, yeah. you know, that seems what everybody's saying. That's, and, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's who you said before, Jaden Ivey. So, mm-hmm. gets to the Thunder at two. There's been some smoke that, you know, it's already been said that Chet's going to be two. There's been some smoke that the Thunder like Jaden Ivey at two. So, uh, who would you take it to and um, and, and why? So I love the Ivy fit with SGA okay. or the with Josh the Giddy, but I I don't exactly see how all of them would be there mm-hmm. together. So I would, I mean, I would just go with the Chet in that situation. Yeah, just not have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? You know, obviously, in your big board, you got Chet at five which, you know, still top five. It's not saying you don't like him. Um, I guess, why do you have him lower, I guess, than his peers? And how would you, you know, despite him being lower on your board, how would you like his fit on the Thunder? So I have him slightly lower because I think that on defense, I don't exactly see how he would play center. Mm-hmm versus like the top guys so i don't know i like i the picture him kind of like in the Jaden mcdaniels role mm-hmm. where he's the kind of a the small forward and then he's the kind of a pot the power forward so i think that just trying to get a fit with him would be the more difficult than the other four guys. Okay. But on the okay, uh, see, I love it. Like, like after those top the two guys, it's basically just like just up for the grabs. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would, I would love that fit. Yeah, I think. Uh... Uh, me personally, like if if we take Chet and say we don't get another big man, um, I'm kind of in the mindset that you would kind of play him at the four position, um, mm-hmm. at least you know starting off and you know continue to play Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Maybe Favors is still around. Like you know pair him with a guy that's going to kind of bang inside and let kind of use Chet as a weak side defender. Um, yeah, kind of exactly. like we did with the Baca, uh, you know, back in the day. Yep. Yes. Yes. I love that call. Yeah. So that's. That, that's kind of my, like, I guess my vision on defense. Um, you know, so that's defense. Like, offensively, uh, how do you see him being used with the Thunder? So, on offense, I I don't exactly see him being a number, the one or the two option. Mm-hmm. So, on the Thunder, I mean, that's the fine because they have those two guards. So, I think that would be – so I don't exactly see him being a guy you build your team around. Mm-hmm. I see him being a guy you build your team with. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying trying to think. I just I just had something in my head and it's gone. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it now. Um, so Chet, you know, uh, in like the you know pre-draft process and one of the interviews, he said he feels like he could be a 50, 40, 90 guy. Do you think that's possible or? Uh, um, probably not. I mean, yeah. that's that's the high upside to mm-hmm. get to. I mean, I could see him being like a 50, 38, 84 guy. Yeah. Which is still, you know, great. But yeah, yeah I don't exactly see the 50, 40, 90. Especially as a bigger player, if you're, shoot, if you're shooting 38% on like decent attempts, like, yeah, definitely. I'll take that. Like, like yeah. guys like Shay and Giddy need that. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, all right. So, kind of talked about Chet and Jaden Ivy's fit. Um, kind of i want to ask this and i asked our last guest this um but it feels like national consensus is either chet and jabari you know there's some intrigue with ivy but not a lot of people talk about paolo bencaro why do people keep forgetting about paolo i have no idea so during the march tournament everyone was talking about him Mm -hmm. and everyone was saying paolo he should go the number one, Paulo should go number one. And then I, I don't, I don't understand how they just stopped doing that. Cause I think, I think that Paulo would be a good fit with um, um, the magic too, because they yeah. don't exactly have the go-to guy. And I think out of, the top five him and Jade and Ivy would be the only ones who could, I would think would be the go-to guys. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of the prospect fatigue with him. Maybe. Yeah. I, got yeah, you. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I know a lot of people like are really concerned about his defense, his motor, and I guess his attitude, but I, I feel like at this point you're just kind of like fishing for things yep. to, pick yep. apart like I, I think that he has the tools to be a good defender and I think that hypothetically if he was to go to OKC like Mark Degnault's shown to be a good coach and like hold your players accountable on playing defense mm-hmm. so I, I feel confident in his ability to be at least an average defender but yeah he's a he's a guy the last time we did a big board he was my number one prospect you know after like you know reviewing film and stuff I don't know if I still have him there he's still firmly in my top three but yeah I, yeah, I really like Paolo. It just feels like everybody keeps leaving him out of the conversation. So I guess I feel like I have to defend him at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh I just realized that I, I also left another question there for last time. So my bad. So hey, let's move to the 12 spot, man. So um, as I said, your board's a little bit different, but we do have uh Clippers pick at pick 12. So I want to ask you, who are some prospects you like there that you think would fall to 12 or you think you know, we should, I guess, go ahead and reach for at 12, or do you think would just, you know, fit at 12? Uh, my top guy would be Adrian the Griffin Jr. Okay. Um, I love – I think that a guy who's like 6'6", six, six, I think he's like 220 now, and the lights out, the three-point guy, I think that would fit seamless with OKC. Yeah, and you have him at number four on your board, right? Yep. Yeah. Do you think he could fall to twelve? Do you think there's a path to that? I think, 
I think the draft spot is just the solely on the medicals. Mm-hmm. So like the, my thing is, so the Shaden did yeah. not the, the, like the play any, the college ball and people got him going like top two, three, four. If AJ didn't play, I think he would be like a lock to go top four. But because he got, I think he had the knee injury early on. Yeah. And then uh, Duke just put him into the smaller role. I think everyone just like, just like ignores the high school film because in the high school, he was, he was a stud. Like he mm-hmm. was just, I don't know. I think that if like he just skipped the college, he would be the talked about with like the Chet Jabari. I think that he would be up there. I got you. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey if AJ Griffin's there at 12, like I'm, I'm scooping him up. I'm like, yeah, you know, definitely. I'm sprinting to the podium, podium as a uh, tower Rucker uh, likes to say. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Um, who, who's some other guys there that you think could be there at 12? So I used to think that Dyson Daniels would fall there. Yeah. But now that's just not going to happen. So I love Dalen, uh, the Terry. I okay. think he's, I don't, I don't think he's, the two be far off from uh, Dyson Daniels. Yeah, he's a six. I think he's like six, seven, seven foot. The wingspan, great passer, great defender. Him with the six six SGA and the six. I think he's a six eight. Giddy. Yeah, that would be a fantastic backcourt trio. Wow, I so I mean, it. I would pick. I would. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think the twelve would be the reach for him. So I mean, I would. I think that would that should be a the target for them. I got you. Where, where do you have Terry on your board? So before I did the update, he was thirty, but mm-hmm. now, but now he's about. He's in the like fifteen to like the twenty range. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he's. He's a guy that, you know, I've heard a lot of draft heads have been really high on. And, uh, you know, like you said, like he has a lot of similarities in this game to Dyson Daniels. And Dyson Daniels is mm-hmm. a guy that we grew to love in the draft process. And I think uh, Jonathan Gavoni said that he's getting top five buzz now, which is just just crazy to me compared to, you know, yeah. what it was early in the year. But mm-hmm. um, a guy I, I kind of want to ask you about, and I've kind of become enamored with him because I think he's like the – like literally made in a lab for Sam Presti to pick him is Usman Jang. How, how do you feel about him as a prospect and his fit with the Thunder? So I thought about him, but mm-hmm. so the Thunder's goal for the next season is to get um, the Wemby, right? Like that's the only goal. Oh yeah. Right. We would love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the how would you guys fit Jang, Chet, and him all in the same lineup? That's the my thing. That is the why I didn't the pick him for that 
spot because I, I don't think you can have the three guys that skinny yeah. starting all to all, like the all together. Okay. That's but I love them. I love them though. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I just like, I was kind of trying to convince my, my co-host the other day. I was like, you know, he's like old Presty, the long athletic defender. And he's like new Presty, like high IQ, basketball skill, mm-hmm. dribble, passion, shoot. And then he's got the NBO pipeline, which, you know, obviously yep. Presty just got Getty and he's got the French pipeline, which Taylor Maladone, Olivier Sar, Jalen Horde, like all those people. So, yeah, it's just like he's he's literally like the type of player Presti would like. And he's a project. He's young. Like he's not ready right now, which theoretically helps us get in position for win. But, but yeah. True, I, I, true. Yeah, I, I hear you with his uh, his wiry frame. It was a little bit to be desired. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody that a lot of Thunder fans are really obsessed with the idea of getting and I'm just not on board with. And uh, on your last big board, it didn't seem like you were either, is Jeremy Sohan. Uh how do you feel about him and his fit with OKC? Um, yeah, I like him. I love, I love um, the defense. Yeah. And I think that, like, he could be in the, the Draymond the role. Mm-hmm. But, God, the shooting just scares, yeah. just scares me. Because he was, what, he was at, like, 50 some percent from the free throw line. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. The 58. And it's crazy. Yeah. I know, right? So I mean, it's like the honestly, it is just just the shooting that kind of scares me. Yeah. That that's me too. I mean, I, I get hundred percent the defense stuff. I, yep. I get he's big, he's tough, he's long, mm-hmm. he's versatile on defense, but offensively I just feel like he's he's a liability to have out there and you know we we went our years with having guys like Andre Robertson um yeah and you know it was awesome like I love Dre Tabo Cephalosha back in the day as well mm-hmm. but I, I'm sick of having those guys man I want somebody that can if you're not going to spread the court at least you know get, do something else that provides space offensively because as good as Shea has been, he's been doing it with the worst spacing in the NBA, like bottom two, yeah. three-point percentage the past two years. And mm-hmm. I just want Shea to have space to roam free. And he doesn't have it right now. And if you add Jeremy Sohan and, you know, start him, you still aren't going to have it. So, yeah, I, that's kind of why I'm against it. And I, I've been – I've been I've asked the past couple guests to try to convince me and nobody's been able to. So, glad, glad to hear you're on my side a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, if I was to ask you to give me just one more guy that you like around that 12 range, and then we'll jump towards the back half of the first round. Um, I think that um, Ochai would be a the great fit there yeah. because he doesn't really need the ball like ever. So he would be like the perfect, the low, the usage guy next to those two high usage guys yeah and great the shooter great defender so i think that would be the solid fit with, with them all right i like it yeah i, I like good guys fit i just question if we're gonna if we would actually draft him just because of his age and yeah. that's not that's not a knock against him like you know obviously you need some veteran leadership at some point but 
you know, like I said, we're still or why why you far away. Yeah, like we're still like you know looking for Wimby next year. Like we're yeah we're we're not ready to bring those kinds of players in. But yeah, like his fit, I agree with you. Like offensively, like his ability to play off ball and be a threat off ball. Um, I mean he was one of the best shooters in the in the nation last year. So I I'm right there with you. But I just question if he would be a Presti team. Uh, anytime we've done a mock draft, I always end up having him going to Cleveland, and I think that's like yeah. As like a perfect fit for him, but mm-hmm. um, all right, I lied to you before we jump to the end. Uh, I want to add, I'm just going to ask you like three guys, and I just want you to tell me if you think they'll be there at 12 and you can provide context or or not. It's up to you. But uh, first guy, Johnny Davis, you think he has a chance to be there at 12? I do, yeah. the small chance, very small chance, mm-hmm. but yeah, I yeah, yeah, I do think he could, yeah, I. I, I love and, his. And I would definitely, nature. yeah, I would, I would definitely draft him too at yeah. 12. All right. I like that. Um, Malachi Branham. Uh, not necessarily do you think he's going to be there at 12, but do you think we should, it would be a reach to take him at 12 at that point? No, I do not like, no. So I got him, I think I have him like 14 right now. So no, I do not like think the 12 spot would be a reach for him. Gotcha. Do you like his fit alongside Shea and Giddy, or do you feel like it's kind of the same issue with Ivy? Yeah, I. So he's he's six five, right? I think he's yeah. he's like six five. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean I don't, I don't, I don't think he would exactly fit with them, unless like they they traded SGA, which for some reason everyone thinks that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand that. I don't, there is the, no, the reason to do that. But for some reason, every team thinks they can just trade for him. It's, it's really annoying. It's, it's so frustrating. I don't get it. I don't understand it. We, we thought we would be done with it after he signed his Mac contract extension this past summer, but no, it just, just kept coming. And it's like, yeah, I guess a lot of people see him on a losing team and he's putting up these numbers. It's like, oh, he has to be unhappy. But if you, like, listen to Shea, like, he's never said anything about no. being unhappy. Like, he's yeah. upbeat. He's optimistic. He says he's excited about the future. Like, just leave yeah. us alone, man. I know, right? So, I think that it all started from the K trade yeah. the last season where everyone said that they offered SGA and, and six, six for yeah. Cade, which – that's fine. I mean, for, you know, the talent of the Cade, yeah. I mean, that isn't, you know, the bad, the trade. But I have – there has been so many bad trade offers that, like, I've seen. Yeah. That I'm just like, all right, it is just the so obvious that the people just the, do not understand how good SGA is. Oh, yeah. And I just it's... don't – I just don't get it. It's so annoying, man. I, like, there's a <laughs> there's a meme on Twitter. It's like talking about like the evolution of Shea, like literally every year. And it's like he's underrated. Then he starts to perform, and then people say he's overrated. People put him in stupid trade rumors, and it's like it just circles all the way back around. But yeah, you know, we we actually had Jake Fisher on the pod last year. Uh, 
we, we've had him on a couple of times, but we had him on last year to ask him because he was the one that put out the rumor that uh, we offered Shea and six and he stands by it. Like he stands by, like he trusts his sources. And I'm like, you can trust your sources, but I question <laughs> your sources agenda in putting that right. out there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. I think that that was a le- more of a leverage play, but you know, we, mm-hmm. we won't get into that, but yeah. I mean, uh, kind of moving into the back end of the draft, we have picks 30 and 34. Um, who are some guys in that late round range that you think could fall to us um, or you think would fit well or somebody we should take a swing on? So the Thunder, they need the shooting bad. Yes. So <laughs> I love the Keon Ellis fit there. Mm. And I would love um, Max Christie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people fits. that like, you know, they're, they're so quick to circle the Caleb Houston because he pulled out. It's believed he has a promise. Thunder gives promises. Like, he's the guy. But Max Christie also pulled out of the combine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, didn't participate in drills. And, like, he's, you know, he projects to be a better shooter. Why, why couldn't the Thunder have promised him? Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, so I, I really like Christie. Uh, we haven't heard a lot of people talk about uh you said justin lewis right no i said the uh, keon ellis keon ellis guy my bad <laughs> yeah we haven't heard a lot of people talk about him but you, you care to kind of give us just a elevator's pitch on him and why he'd be good for thunder yeah so he started off at the juco i believe mm-hmm. and then for the last the two years he's been at bama and i would probably the argue he's the best guard defender in this class okay and he's six six i believe and he shot i got i have it up here um he shot he shot about 38 percent from the three the last the two years which is exactly what the thunder need yeah all right i'm with it best guard defender you think he's better than a guy like uh, dyson daniels so I think I think the Daniels can the guard the guard up better. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's the just against the point guards, then yeah, I would I would pick Ellis. The guys with like the deep bag and the super quick first yep. step. Yeah. I got you. Makes sense. Um Jalen Williams, that's a guy that's kind of just dominated the combine. Uh, there's no shot he's there at 30, right? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just I just got to ask, you know, it's it's still still a pipe dream of mine to get him. So Yeah. Um, all right, man, well, uh, let me ask you this. This is something I asked all our guests. Uh, you know, using all of our picks, 212, 30, and 34, um, if I was to ask you to just to give a fun, like, ideal player combination, um, who would it be? So I think at two would be Chet. Okay. Uh, 12, I will give you the different name. I would pick – I like the Kendall Brown fit next to Chet. Okay. And the second rounders – or 30, I would do Max Christie. And then – was it 34 you said? Mm-hmm. I would probably pick the Keon Ellis. All right. Uh, talk a little bit about Ken, Kendall Brown because, you know, everybody's so quick to – Talk about Jeremy Sohan uh, and Kendall Brown was like really high up there on the boards early in the year. Mm-hmm. But um, what, what what's he give differently that Sohan doesn't? 
So Kendall fit into the small role at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And I like how he never become the complained about it, never took the plays off, even though he got like four shots a game, some games. Yeah. Um, elite, elite athleticism, great def- defender. And so people, people didn't get up like the pissed off that Isaac or Coro went fifth. Yeah. And Kendall is just a six, the six, eight guy, like the six, eight, the version of Isaac Coro to me. All right. I got you. Or six, nine, I think he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask you, cause I think in your latest mock draft, you had, if I'm not mistaken, you had Chet, Jalen Duran, and Bryce McGowan's. Um, I'm intrigued by that player combination, mainly because you got Chet and Jalen Duran right next to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. h- how do you feel like they will play together? I love it. So, like I said earlier, I don't, I do not the, see the Chet battling down low mm-hmm. too often, and that's basically what Duran would be there for. So gotcha. I would love that. I would, yeah, I would love that combo. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of Thunder fans that are like, I mean. I like Duran as a prospect. Uh, I question if he might not be there at 12, but I do, I, you know, there's obviously a possibility. Uh, I think it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see Chet and Duran, you know, kind of be our first couple picks, um, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, Wimby kind of being the target next year. But hey, that's, I, yeah, that's I, I would, true. Hey, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad. Like, you know, we, we have a phrase on top of Thunder is trust the Presti. We did not trust the Presti mm-hmm. last year. We, we were throwing things and, <laughs> And throwing fits about Josh Giddy at pick six, and you know, it yeah. turned out to be a good pick. So we're we're gonna trust Presty no matter what he does. Uh, Bryce mm-hmm. McGowan's at thirty, though. That's the name that I've kind of been intrigued with uh, throughout the year. Um, talk a little bit about him. So he is. So he kind of draws comparisons to the Cam Reddish for me. Hmm. Okay. And I loved Cam Reddish. I loved him in 2019. So McGowan is probably like the year away from actually being like the NBA guy. But for the Thunder, I mean, they have like 4,000 picks. Mm-hmm. So you could just the draft him send him down to the G League and then just, you know, the see if, like, the something the pops with him. Kind of like a domestic draft, draft and stash? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got you. Well, hey, speaking of draft and stash, a, a name that's kind of been brought up a few times, uh, Gabriel Perchita. Uh, how, how do you feel about Perchita? Uh, I, I, so, I did not dig deep into the international a class that's fair so i mean i don't exactly have too much to say about him yeah that's fair yeah there, there's a lot of people that say you know he's he's got a smooth stroke he's athletic you know obviously he's yeah. long i think he's like six eight um mm-hmm. I, I just like the idea of you know being able to draft a guy and you know continue to let him develop but you know not on the thunder like you know don't let our team be too good this year you know while yeah. we're you know pursuing a guy like Wimby so yeah that, that's mm-hmm. kind of why I threw him out there 
Um, all right, man. Uh, if I were to ask you to give a bold prediction for the Thunder in this year's draft, what would it be? I think the Thunder trade either the second pick or the 12th pick for a 2023 pick along with the later pick in this draft. Okay. So getting uh, another bite of the apple for the Wimby mm-hmm. sweet specs. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. There's, there's been a, there's been some chatter um, amongst all of us about that too. Uh, my, my co-host Maddie Moles actually threw out the possibility um, even before it was reported that there was a quote unquote deal already done with the Kings that we could trade back with them for pick four and the unprotected pick um, for next year to, you know, try to have a better chance at, at Wimby. So I could Would you do that. It's tough, man, because like, you know, we, you know, we did this all for two years and we didn't get it last mm-hmm. year. We were so mad about it. And this year we got it. And to just kind of throw it away. Um, That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm going to trust the Presti. Like if we do it, like I understand the logic behind it, you know, maybe they're the guy that he has number one on his board. He thinks is going to fall to four and, you know, mm-hmm. you also get a swing at, at Wimby next year. So like, if that's the case, like, yeah, absolutely do it. But if you feel like your guy, won't make it there then it's it's super risky and it's going to be really hard to sell to fans but yeah like i said you know after after about a day of like you know just (laughs) like mourning i'll be like all right i got you presty yeah yeah but um all right man at this point we're gonna jump to our rapid fire Uh, this is kind of how we close out it's just a little game i like to play with the guests kind of some on a fun note so um First thing I want to ask is overrated, underrated, or if you don't want to call somebody overrated, like a lot of people don't want to, just somebody lower on the consensus. So just uh, give me somebody that you got uh, higher than consensus and lower than consensus. Um, I would say the guy I am the higher on would be Jaden the Hardy. I okay. have him sixth. Yeah. Okay. And the guy I am – just not exactly understanding would be Shaden Sharp. All right. I think, I think, I think he is the closer to like 10 than he is top three. All right. So, hey, those are, those are two very high profile names, you know, yeah. Jaden Hardy early in the year, Shaden Sharp towards the end of the year. Um, while I guess, I can understand why you have sharp low because, you know, we just haven't seen a lot of him. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. very much mystery. Um, why do you have Hardy so high? You know, I was listening to a uh, draft deck and Albert, Albert Gim put out his big board with Corey. And they, I think he had Hardy at eight and he was like, or nine. He's like, I'm the only guy that has Hardy top 10 left in the world. And Corey's like, well, you got <laughs> Simon. He's like, oh, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Simon, shout out Simon. So uh, why you got him at six, man? So Hardy was a, like the everybody thought he was like a top three pick before mm-hmm. before the season started and I don't exactly get why people are dropping him for struggling against the grown adults in the G League yeah and I still I still think he is the best the shot maker in this entire class so, yeah, I just don't – I don't know. So, he, he started off struggling, and then 
the second, the, the half of um, the season, he was up to like, I think it was like 20 points, four assists, five boards or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like, everybody's just um, ignoring that. And I don't understand why. Yeah. It's like, you know, a lot of people want to point out to the, Jekyll Hyde seasons of Usman Zhang and even Dyson yeah. Daniels and his shooting, but they don't want to acknowledge Jaden Hardy. So, yeah. Yep. I, I completely understand it, man. Uh, you, you think he's a guy that could fit on the Thunder? Uh, I would. I do think so if he was like 6'6. Six, six. Yeah, that's fair. But he's 6'4 six, ish, 6'5. Six, so, I mean, unless, unless they the trade SGA or Giddy, which they should not, or they just put him as um, the sixth man. But yeah. other than that, I don't, I don't exactly see the fit very well, sadly. I'll tell you what, man, putting Hardy and man out there on the, off the bench, just bombs. Oh my back. God. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Oh my God. That'd be epic. Uh, all right, man. I like it. Um, so I got a biggest riser, biggest faller uh, in the draft process. Um, so the biggest riser would probably be Ryan A. Rollins for me. I, I got him 19th. Yeah. And my biggest faller, man, that's tough. Um, probably, oh God, it would be J.D. Davison. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, God, I loved him. I I they loved him before before the 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 season started, but now he's like he's like six foot even I think he is, mm-hmm. and that's just tough. That's tough. It's weird he didn't play in the combine, right? Yeah, that did not make any sense to me. Yeah, I feel like he definitely could have helped helped his stock there, unless he plans on actually. I don't I don't know if he's not an agent or not, but unless he plans on pulling out and coming back, uh just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Uh superlatives here. So best shooter in the draft class. Uh Jaden Hardy. Okay. Best athlete in the draft class. Jaden Ivy. All right. We got a common denominator there. Uh yep. best defender in the draft class. And this can mean perimeter all around, interior, whatever you want it to mean. Um, I would say probably it's between Chet and Jabari would be my two picks. Okay. Deepest bag in the draft class. Deepest bag. God, it's got to be either Turquavion mm-hmm. or Jaden Jaden Hardy for me. Yeah, Terquavion Smith's another guy that's just kind of rocketed up draft boards uh, after a really impressive combine as well. Yeah, he's so small though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched I watched um, um the pro day video. Yeah, and I was like, Jesus, he yeah. is he is tiny. It's crazy, man. He's he's got a flamethrower though. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, all right, highest floor in the draft uh jabari smith okay best passer best passer um i actually i think that ty ty has the argument for being the best 
the passer in the draft. I like it. See, I'm, I haven't got to, you know, flaunt it as much in this draft class because it's kind of been lackluster, but I'm a huge UK fan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ty Ty, you know, a lot of people are really down on him and a lot of people question his ability to play point guard the next level. But, you know, the reason he that he didn't get a play point guard is because he was coming behind the guy that led the SEC in assist the past two years. Yeah. And the one game that he got to play point guard, 17 assists. So, like, yeah, come yeah, on, exactly. Man. Yeah. I like it. Show, show some love for Ty Ty people. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, how high where did you have Tata on your board again he was 15th okay I like it don't give up on Tata I'm with you Simon never all right man so uh this is how we ended up man with the start bench cut section you know it's obviously a very popular topic on Twitter basketball Twitter all kinds of basketball conversations uh but we're gonna do it with the draft so uh this is my this is my like veteran wing category. So we got Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, and Ochai Agbaji. Johnny Davis, Keegan, and Ochai. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start Keegan. It's start bench cut, right? Yes, sir. I would start Keegan. I would bench Johnny, and I would sadly cut Ochai. All right. Sorry I had to hurt you there. Start it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We got our uh, our big bruiser wings here. So I got Tari Eason, EJ Waddell, and Jeremy Sohan. Um, I would cut EJ. Okay. I would, would probably – man, that's tough. I would probably – Bench Sohan and I would start Tari. Okay. Not a lot of love for EJ Waddell then, huh? Yeah, I mean, I like him, but mm-hmm. it's just a six foot eight power forward. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the really tough to they really find a spot. And I think that everyone's getting spoiled by like the Grant on the Celtics. Yeah, Grant Williams. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of really tough to have him. I got you. Uh, this is my international prospects. So we got uh, Uzman Zhang, Nikola Jovic, and Dyson Daniels. I would start Dang. I would bench Daniels and I would cut Jovic. Okay. Well, Jang love over Dyson Daniels. I like it. Yep. Um, all right, this is our uh, our late round big man. So I got Christian Coloco, Cody Kessler, or Walker Kessler. I said Cody Kessler. What the heck is Cody Kessler? And Ismail Kamagate. Cody was on the Browns, right? That the, is the right. QB. Yep. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> I, I knew I, I pulled that somewhere. Um, I would cut Kessler. Who were the the uh, other two? Kamagate and Christian Coloco. I would start Coloco, bench the Kamagate, and I would cut Kessler. Gotcha. Do you think that uh, Coloco shooting's real? I know he tested really well in the three-point star, and it looks like uh, in his pro day here recently, he shot shot the nets on fire. So, like, do you think that's something that's going to translate? Or I think that if he was the corner, the three-point guy, that mm-hmm. would not, like – surprise me but outside of that i don't really see him the really hoisting up a lot 
Yeah, I mean, hey, if he can hit corner threes, I want to draft him at 30 or 34, honestly. Yeah. Like, he's he's huge and he's a great shot blocker. And, I mean, if he can he shoot those corner threes, like I said, man, I'm I'm committed to giving Shea and Giddy as much space as they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so this is my, uh, my high upside wings here. So we got Shaden Sharp, A.J. Griffin Jr., and Benedict Matherin. I would start A.J., I would bench Benedict and I would cut sharp. All right. No love for sharp. Shaden Dole and Simon <laughs> Rass size. So. All right, man. Hey, that, that's all we got. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. You know, it was, it was a great yeah, man, conversation. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I, you know, it was fun. Want to give you the floor here, man, to go ahead and plug away, you know, your website, your Twitter profile, anything you want to plug. So you can follow me at Hawks draft nerd. And my the website is crashinghoops.com. Um, and then I am actually doing Hawks draft the profiles on Hawks the collective substack. Okay. So you can go find us there. That is awesome, man. All right, man. Like I said, awesome having you on. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time on a Saturday to come on the podcast. And listeners, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate your support. Hope you guys you know, soaked up every bit of the draft knowledge you could right there. And hope you all have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. And follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.